What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the ABJ podcast. Going to be episode 94. Getting closer, uh, closer to the end of the year, closer to the hundred mark. Thank you all so much for for hanging on this, hanging hanging in. Can't talk right now on this journey, and uh, hope you all have been enjoying the interviews. Uh, tons of pro wrestlers. I'm aware uh, it's kind of my niche. It's kind of what I like. So deal with it it's the abj podcast i make the rules <laughs> but no um i have a lot more other guests lined up for season two musicians and and everything like that but this is kind of my niche and i think this is a, a it's an industry i'm very passionate about and i want more people to know about and 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 hear about people's stories so i really hope you guys are all enjoying it um if you are watching make sure you hit the, the thumbs up button it really helps the algorithm out if you're new to the channel hit subscribe uh and uh, if you want to check out all of my links uh, for, to follow me on social media, as well as to join the communities to come and talk besides outside the podcast, that's all linked below, as well as merchandise. Grab some cool T-shirts. We're, we're rotating shirts every every month with new logos and logo spoofs of movies and horror movies and music and pop culture stuff. So make sure you check those out. There's always something new there, as well as the, the, the logos that are always up. And also, please support my guests uh, and all of their links below, uh, whether it be their merchandise pages and their social medias. And make sure you leave a little comment and say, hey, I listened to the podcast. I thought it was awesome. And where else can I find you? And uh, the biggest thing, too, is you you have a power of, of, a, of a listener or a fan if you want to see these wrestlers or these people perform in your cities or come bring their art to you, contact your local promotions or your local venues and say, Hey, I need this here because you have a lot more power than you, th you know, you do by, uh, by making those posts on social media. Cause people are like, wait, people are interested in this. Let's look to bring it in, uh, or them in whether it be the venue, the music, the, the professional wrestling, the talent themselves. So, uh, cash in on that and use your power of social media in a positive way instead of fighting with your uncle about politics. But here, let's get into our interview today. Uh, very excited for this one. Uh, got to see her a few times at, uh, actually there's a, a little artwork of her over in the corner there. That's the fighter tainment. I uh, got to see her perform there twice. Uh, she's been coming to the sanctuary, which is really cool because we're awesome to see new talent come through and just absolutely tearing up on the Northeast wrestling independent scene, uh, and, and traveling all over the place. Uh, can't wait for you all to meet her and I get to learn more about her uh, without further ado. Journey, Burke. What's going on? Hello. I'm just, you know, relaxing after a long day. Of, I, I of love the couch, by the way. Human. <laughs> this is actually a blanket on top of the couch because the couch itself, I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, the blanket makes everything very nice. Uh, that was so. a move for a while in our household until we had a St. Bernard who yeah. just would jump on the couch oh. and tear it apart. So we did the whole like oh hide the hide the dog yeah. marks with the blanket <laughs> well you know you can like you can change it up whenever you want you get a different yeah, blanket yeah. you know it's the best of all the worlds is then you know you don't have to buy crazy expensive furniture which is just awesome, awesome. Uh, if you just uh, if you don't mind just let the audience know exactly who you are and, and what you do so my name is journey burke esquire i'm also known as the law of attraction if you can't tell from the name i am a lawyer by day professional wrestler by night um, and that's a shoot. I am a real lawyer and obviously a real professional wrestler. So it's been the two professions you might not think go together, but they actually go very well together once you yeah. kind of learn a little bit more about both of them. So we, I'm sure we'll we get need, into that later. We need more people with law degrees in professional wrestling um, <laughs> because because especially females because uh we all yeah. know how the wrestling business is and you walk in like you know you're breaking the law mm -hmm. right stop it <laughs> stop <Yeah>. being weird <laughs> yeah but, i mean my my response to a lot of things not just in professional wrestling is just stop being weird so i yeah. think i can say it with a little bit of authority now that i have the esquire behind my name but <laughs> yes <laughs> so and also i i i'm i'm enjoying the fact um on commentary now i'm trying to incorporate that more into the commentary bit and using that character mm -hmm. at the sanctuary to kind of bring it out more uh we got to yeah. have a little fun with uh the new tag team pro bono i thought that was very creative yeah. we we kind of brought right. that to you or like hope she's into it <laughs> oh but, yeah absolutely no but, so I, I feel it's like more people need to embrace the character work and 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 lean into it with the commentary and the presentation um i i was telling you too is like the sh every like i just get she hulk vibes right because like professional wrestlers are badasses <laughs> and they beat people up and like she's a lawyer but also a crime fighter so it's kind of like that can blend in i don't know it's a lot of fun that's the beautiful thing about yeah. making art is everyone can kind of like insert their own takes on things and give each other feedback and we all grow and it's a lot of fun 
absolutely yeah and like your point about the character work like i didn't even want to do a lawyer gimmick at first because i was like you know like i do i do this every day it's not fun for me but i like there's a way to make it fun and like a way to make the character whoever you want it to be so like embracing the law the lawyer cheesy like lines i have a like a bunch of moves that are named after like legal phrases and people think it's hilarious and like that's really what matters as far as to me for wrestling and you know having your character out there is, is just having people enjoy it so i'm really happy to hear that people are having fun on commentary especially when they get to make all the lawyer jokes and you know movie references i'm gonna find a way lawyers. to incorporate <laughs> bird law into your uh care I, I don't know how i'm gonna do it but bird law is coming yeah, yeah. Please let me fight bird law. <laughs> Are you a I'm just I'm a specialist in bird law. I love always yeah. sunny. Well, it's the greatest. I'm thinking I'm thinking bird law like the tag team of Speedball oh. and Veda. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean I know the references as well. But I'm just yeah. like, so there there's bird law abound. Yes, tons of bird law. Everyone everyone's <laughs> fan of bird law. Yeah. Um, yeah. so what? how did you lean into that well we'll start with that right away like how did you lead into making that into your character whose idea was it where did it spawn from so like i had toyed with the idea of doing a lawyer gimmick and i was like you know what it's kind of cheap like i feel like it's just so it's too easy for me because that's what i am and i didn't know you know obviously there's veda scott who's a, another lawyer and she had done the gimmick already so i was like i don't want I don't want to be compared to a bunch of other people. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to think I'm copying Veda. Um, and finally, I was like, you know what? I don't really have any other ideas. And I'm starting to get, like, you know, ready to debut. So I need a character. And what I kind of came up with, along with uh, a friend, was I modeled myself after Elle Woods of Legally Blonde. Because uh, one of the decisions that I made is I wanted to be a baby face primarily. Um, but again, a lot of lawyer characters are heels. So I was like, I think that could distinguish me from a lot of other lawyer characters, or manager characters, or, you know, just that type of character. So I mm -hmm. thought, okay, how do I make a lawyer a baby face? And Legally Blonde is one of my favorite movies in the whole world. So I always think, you know, like, what would Elle Woods do? And then I was like, you know what? That would be a perfect gimmick. Like just be Elle Woods. So, mm -hmm. cause Elle Woods is definitely a baby face, like obviously. And so I was like, okay, so I'll embrace the pink. I'll embrace, you know, the girliness and I'll embrace the, the lawyer, the smarts. And I think it really resonated with me because a lot of the times, like I do feel like a lot of feminine characters as well in wrestling are often heels. So I thought, why not kind of be a hyper feminine character who can also be a baby face? And I, I mean, I think that's changing a lot now, but for the most part, when I was like trying to look into my character stuff, a lot of the hyper feminine characters were seen as heels. So that is also something that I wanted to kind of flip and just, you know, make more of a statement, I guess, with my character that you can be super girly, you can be super smart, you can be, you know, really, really tough, and you can still be a baby face with all of those things. So, yeah. I yeah, immediately I, I latch on to like, the like, especially now, like you think of the, uh, like the occupation wrestler, right? Like, that was kind of like the joke back in right. the days, like, we have a plumber and a race car driver. Yeah. And then the person who kind of made it cool again was Britt Baker, right? Like, Britt Baker came yeah. out, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a dentist. Mm -hmm. And then she like put it in her like DM, yeah. DM and everyone's like, oh, this is kind of working because it's part of her, who she is as real life. She can mm -hmm. put it into her moveset, but it doesn't define who she is as a wrestler as well. And I think that's kind of where you're toting that line is also with yeah. your character as well as your performance which is which is a lot of fun and then you can always do comedy stuff with it too like there's so much right. lawyer comedy that you can yeah have fun with it you know what i mean definitely i mean Britt baker was also a big inspiration because like like you said she was also the the dentist wrestler and i was like you know what like i could do that like you know she has some themes in her character that are related to dentistry obviously her finisher like the lockjaw so i was like you know if you 
if you do it right, it can be very cool. So yeah, like the last like dentist said, we had was Isaac Yankum, and that wasn't as cool. <laughs> Yankum. Kane was a way yeah. better character for him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So were you always a lifelong wrestling fan? How did you fall in love with the industry? I didn't start watching wrestling until January of 2020. So I love I love that. Yeah, I I knew nothing about wrestling. I mean, I knew what it was um, when I was growing up. My aunt was a really big wrestling fan, but pretty much the only thing I knew was that she loved The Rock. So, mm -hmm. like, I knew who The Rock was, and like, you know, I knew who John Cena was, and like the big names. But I just it just never sparked my interest. Nobody in my family watched it other than my aunt. Um, and then I watched. Uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 on Ric Flair and I was like hmm this stuff seems kind of interesting and it wasn't dark side of the ring first <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah and so I was like and they had Charlotte Flair in that too and that was the first time I'd ever heard of women's wrestling so I was like what the heck is this like I mean I know it's wrestling and I was definitely one of the people who was like wrestling's fake why do people watch it like if you know it's fake but I just didn't understand at the time. Uh, so I turned it on, like I turned on SmackDown just ironically one day. And this was like right before the pandemic. So there were still crowds on like a couple of the episodes that I started watching. Uh, but I think maybe like three weeks into me watching wrestling, there were no more crowds. So I started watching it and literally like immediately was just hooked. Like I have. No if the pandemic era hooked you that yeah. you're a fan, you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's in there deep. It's in yeah, there. <laughs> because like most fans uh, who are fans and then the pan like they most fans hate the pandemic era. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was ways for wrestling to be more creative again, especially on the indie scene. It was so much fun doing private tapings and doing like the skits and the bits and filming wrestling in a different light. Like in that aspect, mm -hmm. I wish it kind of went back sometimes. Like I wish more people <laughs> were like, hey, could, you, could we just like get together and just film we're going to use a ring. We're going to film matches. It's going to be put on YouTube as like a, a story. Like I, I hope that becomes a thing still where it doesn't just go away. Cause cinematic wrestling was so much fucking fun to film. Um, oh but yeah, yeah, the, the pandemic era was, uh, was very interesting. And Charlotte, man, she's the goat. She's people. A lot of people hate her because I think she only got everything because of her name, but you take, you strip that name away and her abilities speak for themselves. Yeah. She still yeah. got it. I mean, I actually like my cat who's laying over here. Her name is Charlie and she's named after Charlotte Flair. So, you know, Charlotte, like Charlotte might not be my favorite wrestler, but she definitely has a big hand in getting me into wrestling because she was the first female wrestler that I ever saw. Um, and just knowing that women's wrestling existed was just so exciting for me because I just like, I just got enthralled. And I think in particular for wrestling, women's wrestling was what really drew me in. Um, because one of the first episodes that I watched, the first person that I was just like in awe of was Sasha Banks. And okay. Sasha Banks at the time. And like just her entrance and her gear and like her talent. I was just like, this is crazy. Like I didn't mm -hmm. even know this. Like I had no concept of what wrestling was. So I had obviously no concept of what women's wrestling was. And so seeing, being able to see all that and experience that, I think for the first time when I'm a little bit older was, was really cool because I could actually, you know, recognize all of the, I guess, stereotypes that go along with wrestling and then just kind of say, well, I don't care. I'm entertained. So, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I every time I try to get someone new into what I say, don't think of it as, as you're watching a sport. Cause I think too many people get the idea mm -hmm. of sport in their brain. And then they, yeah. because it's a, they think sport and they know it's predetermined. It's a turnoff to them. And I'm like, no, think of it as mm -hmm. like, you're watching theater. It's like right. fall in love with the characters, like the, the fall in love, not so much with the athletic performance, but the story of what they're doing, because a good performance in the ring is also storytelling. If, it, if it's done right. Like I know some plays like I I'm AEW driven. And I know a lot of AEW is kind of like, they just want to do cool stuff in the ring and it's about the, the mm -hmm. spots and not so much the story. But when you get a good story in a match, it makes it all worthwhile. Like you're like, Oh, that was really cool how they did that. But also yeah. really cool that you got into women's wrestling when women wrestling was good and not back in yeah. the attitude era when it was just <laughs> broad panty matches and just, mm -hmm. it was so bad. Like I, I, I was the person that's like, turn yeah. off. I don't care. Like yeah. didn't do it for me. And then once coming mm -hmm. back into it and seeing how it was taken seriously and people like, 
who were really holding that flag bearer, like, no, we're going to do everything the way the guys do it. I was like, women's wrestling got so good. It's like my favorite now. I know. It's so, it's insane because like, I had gone back, like once I was, you know, full blown wrestling fan, I had gone back and started to watch like Attitude Era stuff. And I just was like, not repulsed by the women's wrestling back then, but it was just more of a, uh, I was like, I, I'm just so sad to see that because you can tell a lot of the women were very talented and they were just there to look pretty, which was, or they were just hired before their looks and not their ability, which then diminished the whole industry, the whole women's division Mm -hmm. in general from there. They're like, we know she can't wrestle. She's just there because she's a (laughs) playboy model essentially. But there was some few bright spots who did really good stuff. Like you had Tori and Mm -hmm. Ivory and Mickey James and then, you know, Trish Stratus, it was like, I'm going to be more than just my looks and I want to get good in the ring. And it was just, it, oh, yeah, it, it, it a huge transformation. Um, yeah. who you said Charlotte isn't your favorite. You kind of said Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Who are some other people that you pull from that you're, that are some of your favorites? So Thunder Rosa is my number one favorite wrestler. Um, she was really kind of the story that pushed me into trying professional wrestling. Uh, the feud with her and Britt Baker was just like, I was like, this is it. I have to try it. Um, so Thunder Rosa is my favorite. I do, there are a couple of her moves that I've sort of incorporated into my own moveset and, and tried to make unique to me. Um, but Brick Baker, obviously, uh, Candice LeRae, Chris Statlander, um, man, I don't, like, I've been like booped. I, said, uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I've I've been booped. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. She was at, she was so at the 2300 like getting... arena. Yeah. Uh, not 2300. Yeah. Um, H2O. She was at H2O. They did uh, IWTV, did the uh, 100 episode, or 100 show there. And she was on a team with Cassidy. And I got to meet both of yep. them because I was having more production. Very and she's cool. like, yeah. I was like, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And like Orange Cassidy too. I mean, I've been naming primarily female wrestlers, but I do have I do have male wrestlers who are favorite mm-hmm. wrestlers. Um, but like I said, Orange Cassidy, Undertaker, um, and gosh, like I could go on and on and on. Ricky Starks currently, like, kid is amazing. Just yeah. Go off, King. I could listen to him talk for hours, honestly. His promo skills are so um, amazing. So good. So good. But, but yeah. Here's one of my guys. I'm a Eddie there Kingston. You go. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Eddie is up there for me, too. He's like, he's just nuts. So it's and kenny omega i feel like you like you have to say kenny omega but that's like yeah. a, like him and osprey are just givens like <laughs> yeah you don't need to say it anymore there's yeah, like just, we, we know like we know you're a fan and then your favorites like <laughs> yeah um well so you said one of your first matches that you really got over was the Britt baker thunder rosa feud which is amazing that's mm-hmm. that's I, I, that's interesting to me like i i know it's a question in podcasting where people are like i hate that question how you got to know it what but it's important to hear like your snapshot like uh, mm-hmm. Talking to Rocket and his favorite, his introduction was Shane McMahon and Kane, and then Speedball <laughs> was Kane. I was like, that's insane to me that like Kane is your because I I guess because I was in before all that, and then I Kane's mm-hmm. debut was amazing, still one of the best debuts. But I liked hearing that like your snapshot of professional wrestling. I think it's a very fun mm-hmm. little conversation bit. But uh, yeah, so were you also into sports or anything or like like who were you in 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 school were you a theater girl were you a cheerleader were you an athlete where where did you fall into i i fell into a lot of different categories uh sports wise i was a cheerleader um so you know cheer captain all that good stuff but i was also you know in the smart kid classes and i was like my my normal day-to-day dress was very emo kid so a lot of people got very confused with me being a cheerleader and me being in the smart classes or whatever. Um, so it's been, I, I can't really put myself in one box, but I was I a cheerleader. Um, and so that that also kind of sparked my interest in attempting professional wrestling because I had seen a lot of the skills and stuff that people were doing in the ring. And I was like, you know, that's very similar to like this skill set that I had in cheerleading and, gym, and gymnastics. And then you know, obviously the performance aspect of it, you know, sports entertainment, I was like that, that is exactly what cheerleading is. Cheerleading is sports entertainment. You know, I mean, I did competitive cheerleading, so it's a little bit different than sideline cheerleading. Um, Mm -hmm. But both, you know, you're getting the crowd into it, you're getting people pumped up, you have choreography, like, you know, it's all, it's all a performance. So 
the really choreography like, for me is the toughest. I don't like I hear yeah. people put their matches together. I'm like, how do you memorize all of that in 15 minutes? Like, yeah, it's it's definitely a skill and it, it, it takes a lot of time um, because, you know, in cheerleading, we would work on one routine for months. And then, you know, like you said, we have 15 minutes to call a, a 10, 8 to 10 minute match sometimes. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. But it, it's a skill that you can work on just like anything else and i think that in my training in particular we did work on calling matches and memorization very very quickly which was very very helpful um but yeah so i was i was a lot of different things <laughs> but i think finding wrestling kind of meshes a lot of those things together which is very very cool and i never i just like i've said before i never knew it existed but i'm so happy that i found it now and can be part of the community it's very cool. How how did you find your first school or how did you seek it out? Like were you like, all right, I need I wanna I wanna learn more about this, looking for your school, where did you land? So I I had no idea what the indies were for a good year when I started watching wrestling. Um because I started with WWE and then I saw a commercial for AEW a couple months later. I was like, all right, I'll start watching this because the commercial was dope. And then that's when I actually learned about Orange Cassidy, of course. And I was like, this guy is the best thing I've ever seen. I was like, this is so amazing. And so I was like, I wonder, like, so, you know, I go on Wikipedia and I'm like, I want to learn about the wrestler. And then I learned that there was this whole independent scene. And I was like, what? This is crazy. So I go on YouTube and I like consume all of the content that I can of, you know, all these different wrestlers. And I learn about Shikara and I learn about all this other stuff. And so Shikara really struck me. And at the time I didn't, know a lot of you know the drama that had happened and it was still it was really around the time that was like things had just come out so mm -hmm. i would like i said i wasn't in the community i didn't really know um but because i was so like fixated on orange cassidy at the time and you know best friends and like all of the people in shikara i was um i was looking at where they trained so i did end up going to the wrestle factory uh and i trained with sunny defarge who like i owe a ton to because Sonny was incredible so good so yeah. good <laughs> he's like i don't know like i saw him this past weekend and i'm just like look at us you know look at us he's on he's on my list for season two he's a season yes. twoer yeah i want to yes. i actually want to kick off season two probably with him or somebody him and a few other people that very, are really high on my list from that area yeah very cool but yeah so i so i ended up at the wrestle factory i had gone like my first day they offered like free intro classes for like one day and i was like you know what i'll try this free class just to you know see if i'm cut out for it and that weekend was just like the weekend from hell for me because that friday i had my second COVID shot and i was so sick and then saturday i went to an lvac show my first independent wrestling show that i had gotten to see live it was out which, one, which one was Driving it theater oh the drive-in okay yeah it was so cool. Is that and the one that like, Orange Cassidy was at? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I was in Vegas know. for that. And I missed it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but I was sitting here like marking out like, oh my gosh, Orange Cassidy's right here. And then, <laughs> you know, being, being weird. And then the next day, I was also moving apartments that weekend. So I'm like hauling stuff into a U-Haul. And I'm current at that point, I was two hours away from the Wrestle Factory. So I'm like, I got to drive two hours to get to this class just to see if I want to do professional wrestling. So like, if anybody asks if I'm dedicated, <laughs> I just tell them that story because there was nothing stopping me from getting to that show or that class. And then really the only thing I remember from that weekend, despite being sick, despite having to move, despite it being like super hot outside, is just the feeling that I had when I was in that class because it was the most fun I had ever had in my life. Like we did, you know, the basics, starting to learn bumps, did some rolls, did, you know, a couple like agility type things. And I was like, this is incredible. Like I have to do this now. There is no stopping me. And from then I signed up, I, I couldn't start in the next session, but they offered like little bite-sized classes where you only had to go once a week on Sundays and that worked really well with my schedule at the time so I was like I'll just sign up you know 
I, I'm not expecting it to lead to anything. I'm not expecting to actually be a wrestler. I just want to do this because it's fun and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe make a couple new friends. And yeah, you'll definitely meet a lot of friends in pro wrestling. <laughs> yes. that, that's my favorite. Yes. Honestly, that's my favorite part about it is like, cause it's like, it's like, um, every show is a different group of people like, Oh, you're booked here. And it's that group of people. And then it's this group is different. And like, you kind of all meet up at that one show. You're like, I haven't seen you in so long. It's like, that's my favorite part. It's just seeing everybody again oh, for the, so for, nice. after missing each other for a couple of weeks, but still watching mm-hmm. each other grow on social media and their matches and like, yo, your match last week. It was amazing. Like always good. It's just, yeah. it's a really in, well, warm and welcoming environment. Um, yeah. Funny. You bring up Cassidy. I was at a uh, convention. Uh, was it, I think it was last year. I was at a convention and uh, they were sell. Somebody had eight by tens, a old eight by tens of like Chikara, just like <laughs> laying out. And there was a colony one, all three of them mm-hmm. autographed colony. Oh so like fire ant, soldier ant, yeah. green ant autograph, uh, player uno, player dose autograph. Um, the so throwbacks funny. with uh, uh, boomer Hatfield uh, autograph, like mm-hmm. all, all the old characters, like buying these. <laughs> I yep, like... I just take all my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's I have like a pre-orange our autograph. Uh, I won't say what character if you know you know but yeah yeah <laughs> yes so and I cool, actually yeah. have a pair of uh, orange glasses right there well, well, they came in a crate I, I love like those that. little wrestling crates you get all that fun stupid stuff but uh I yeah know. every everyone I know who has gotten to wrestling within the past two or three years who've never watched before um immediately their favorite wrestler is Orange Cassidy every single one right yeah. I know like that's something that was just so like I feel like I see a lot of you know social media internet trolls talking about like oh he's not a real wrestler blah 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 and I'm like he is the person that gets people who were not wrestling fans to watch wrestling like mm-hmm. isn't that what this is about you know like he's entertaining and he's got talent like he's not a, he's an incredible wrestler so like I don't understand why you're so mad but like if you don't I, like I want him style, to break that mold fine. of yeah. a character like him can't be a world champion like i want him like when he wrestled Pac and kenny and i was like and like that all those i was like he's gonna do it he's gonna do it like, i know i'm a, oh, i consider my myself a smart wrestling fan and there was a few times in that match i'm like are they gonna pull the trigger here are they gonna give it to Ars cassidy and but but people are like they hate like that's the beautiful thing about his character is he makes you believe like he's just a joke he doesn't care he's lazy he's this he's everything that the trolls say he is and then by the end of the match, they're like, yo, this guy's so good. And then they forget and they see him wrestle yeah. again. They're like, I hate this guy with the hands in the pocket. And then eight <laughs> minutes into the match, they're like, this guy's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I, I mean, amazing. like, w- whenever I think of psychology in wrestling, like, he is the first person that I go to. Well, not like, yeah. not literally go to, um, but like, you know, first matches I watch are Orange Cassidy matches because, like, there, I don't think there is any other wrestler who had gotten me as involved in their matches as he did and i think that's something like there's a lot to be said about that in yeah. in terms of wrestling there, i don't think uh, there's another character on wrestling right now who who makes you feel like that like mm-hmm. it's the only other time that i i've really like i was in wembley for the for the AEW show and that street mm-hmm. fight was all over the place, but you're fixated on Kingston and you're fixated on orange because they're just yep. so polarizing. And then like orange showed a whole nother layer to himself there. And then the, the actually punk and Joe was a really good match too. Storytelling wise and ring was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the Adam Cole and MJF, like you want to talk about a range that of emotions good. at a yeah. live wrestling show. I was like, this is what it's about. Like, Oh man, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's what you, that's the goal, right? You want, you want people yeah. to feel, uh, feel that thing. And I, kind of on a smaller level um your first i would say first and second but i i, I would lean maybe more towards the first if i'm the, everything blends together so if i'm wrong with this and it's flip-flopped i'm sorry but uh your performance of fight entertainment you know what i mean like you come mm-hmm. out your 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 smaller statues a bunch of dudes in there and you're fighting a bar and by the end of the show everyone's like is she gonna is she winning this whole thing like you you yeah. were able to pull that out of people so the fact that you're doing tape study and learning and trying to do that yourself it, it's it's working you're doing a good job of selling that underdog character and making people believe like can she pull this off you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely the goal i think and that was something that i kind of went in with my character as is you know Elle woods was an underdog she got into harvard nobody nobody thought she was smart so mm-hmm. i walk in the ring dressed in all pink looking ridiculous 
don't nobody thinks I'm going to overpower, you know, these dudes that I'm fighting or even some of the women that I fight who are much stronger than me, like Harleen, like they're like, there's no way that this tiny little girl who's dressed in all pink and like really peppy can can take on this tough, badass, like who's going to rip her face off. And then surprise, like you pull out something like a cool pin, like a really smart offense move. And, you know, I think it's it's in terms of the character work, I, I look at the character first and then I incorporate the moves. And I think that's how it's really helpful to like, just get the people behind you and tell a really good story with your character um, because everything just makes sense. Then, so you can easily suspend your disbelief to think that Journey Burke is going to beat Jordan Oliver in the middle of a bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, that those fighter. T- I mean, I don't know what you're doing outside of everything because there's so much to follow and so many of my friends I'm trying to watch all the time. But like, have those how's those fighter entertainment shows been for you? Like, a way to like cut your teeth with really, really, really talented people, and it. It's awesome because you're like iron sharpens iron type moments where you're getting in there with the speed balls and the Jordan Olivers and the and the and the Griffin McCoys and stuff like that. But also like yeah. you got to do it on a completely different level where you're not doing it in a normal style wrestling match. So you have to learn a whole nother yeah. developed angle of this. Yeah, I mean that those shows have definitely really shown me the importance of storytelling because a lot of the moves that I do actually use ropes. So mm-hmm. like I'll be jumping off the ropes, I'll be hitting the ropes. There's no ropes there. So I have to tell a completely different story than just doing cool moves. Um, so, you know, you adapt your move set to what the bar looks like. You do, you know, obviously I'm not going to overpower people in, in terms of some strikes. So I use my legs. My legs are the most powerful part of me. Um, so I do a lot of kicks. I do a lot of, you know, like, of course, I'll jump off the table and jump off certain things, which is always fun. Use but the wall. In terms, yep, use the wall. Um, and, like, I'm not going to outstrike speedball as, as much as I would like to one day. Um, <laughs> you, break a, you break it those so, taekwondo classes then. <laughs> well, got a lot know, of catching I, up to do. I got a lot of catching up to do. But, <laughs> like, like, because I'm so limited in my moveset in those shows, it really, again, tells the importance of, you know, making things make sense and showing people that wrestling is more than just the moves. Um, So there's a lot of funny spots that people get to do. You know, the beer spots are hilarious. Like, I love them all. And, you know, just creative ways to incorporate moves so that, you know, you can still do cool things, but, you know, kind of hinting at, maybe another match that you're going to have later. Um, And then so that people see something that you do in your first match, which may have won your first match, try it again in your second match, you know, so that people can make that connection. And they're like, and that's what kind of gets them to believe that, oh, she could win this because, you know, they saw me win with a certain move before and maybe it doesn't work out the second time. So just building tension um, and, you know, making sure that, you are engaging with the crowd in particular because the crowd is right there. Like they are Uh in your face. (laughs) So if you ignore them, like they're not going to have a good time. Um, And it's just, yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that I've learned when you are limited in your move set, but you can do so much more in, in fightertainment and or wrestling. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot of fun. There's so my favorite. Oh, I come from obviously the sanctuary where we're stunt fighting. We're not wrestling. Right. Um. There yeah. may be ropes. There may not be ropes. But it's more or less like, hey, go out there and get your character over. Go out there and this is what it's like to work a camera. Like, there's cameras are roving. Mm-hmm. Find them. Get your stuff in. I think it's really special. And like how you were saying earlier, move sets. Like someone who's commentary, I do more play like color than play by play. But even when someone comes up and they hand me a laundry list, I'm like here's all my moves, and I'm like, I'm no offense. Are you going to be here next show? Are we rocking with you for the season? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not learning all your move. Like, your move is like everyone's moves. Like, a clothesline is a clothesline. Just because you call it the, the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know what I mean? Like, are you winning right. with it? They're like, no. Uh, then I'm not even going to. Okay, yeah. Know. Yeah. Like, yeah. no offense. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if me as a commentator know every single move you've done, it's your it's your debut here. It doesn't make sense in the in the fashion of, like, the story of the character like the the sanctuary because sanctuary is also mm-hmm. very well aware of itself that it's a stunt that's a stunt show and it's all like fake like that's kind of mm-hmm. the bit to it as well but it's like right. 
now if you come and you're you're winning all the time and you're putting the matches together and you're and you're getting victories with that move then yes then you've earned that spot and commentary in my opinion to get your move called out but it's uh but how you're like the fans don't know like they're not like oh is that her finisher like you win with it, you're like oh i think that's her finisher then they see you wrestle a second time and you hit it again you're like i think is that how she like they have to remember and then that four or five times of being a fan of you're like oh i can't wait till she hits now they learn the name of the move and i think that's right. a cool way of earning that respect with the fan as well as commentary and your and your viewership as well yeah i mean you as the performer you have to take the crowd with you like the crowd's just not the crowd's not going to know what you're doing at the outset even if they are you know a smart wrestling fan even if they've watched a billion wrestling matches like if they've never seen you before you need to pull them in you need to take them along the journey if you will mm -hmm. and show them what you want them to see um and i think that's a lot of the things that that people on the indies in particular have not really been able to grasp um just because they're like oh i can do all these cool moves and i'm and you know if you wrestle in let's say ridgefield park like the people who see wrestling in ridgefield park see a ton of good moves every day like there are a ton of talented 15 promotions running in ridgefield there. park <laughs> right and so like what's going to separate you from the person who does like who also does the really cool moves and the really cool spots like you need to take them along with you let them know your struggle let them know why you're an asshole if you're a heel like just give them something to grab onto so that they can they can go along with you you know if you lose like you know you might have them at a high point when you do a really cool spot and then they're you know completely checked out for the rest of the match which you don't yeah. want so the little character beats and you know psychology of the match is what really keeps people interested or at least that's what i've found and what i think and what uh, i'm it, trying to work on <laughs> another thing i love about this podcast too, is interviewing people like you and 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 uh, that the veterans always say these young these young performers don't think of psychology they don't think of what makes sense and it's like ah, i strongly disagree i think there's a handful yeah. out there that still yeah. believe in it but uh it's because yeah. you have good trainers as well uh <laughs> and you come I, from I, a, yeah i can't take any credit for that it's all them yeah but, yeah but i mean i'm saying you have really talented people around like that you put yourself like listen you can go to a really bad school and and it, people struggle i've seen it on the scene especially yeah. like women in the business they go to a school and it's just like oh your 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 characters you're pretty do these three moves and they focus on three or four other people and they kind of get pushed under the rug and then they go out mm -hmm. in the scene and they get their first booking and they struggle it's like you need to probably change your school like go here because you're going to get utilized better you know um so that, that's a lot that's a lot to do with it but uh how many matches are you in in your in your in your short time here um so i'm still in my rookie year i think currently i have had 40 either 44 or 45 matches that's awesome um, yeah it's very cool i i do keep a list because it's you know like just one day i'm gonna look back on it where whether i make it or you know whether someone else makes it if i see somebody that i've wrestled on tv like that's gonna be the coolest thing i've ever seen like so exciting uh, yeah i think like there's a there was like brother greatness was on dynamite one time and i know Junie Underwood had wrestled Brother Greatness and I was like freaking out because I was like you wrestled that guy you know like it was just so cool to see like somebody that like I, I didn't even wrestle him but like you know my friends and like people that I train with seeing them get to wrestle people who are on TV like that's so cool so yeah. I keep my I mean you wrestled the X Division champion you know I'm just saying that's true i did i did wrestle <laughs> and, with jordan oliver and speedball mike bailey so yeah. and you were on the same show as janella he was aew at one point in time yeah i mean that was like the fighter tainment stuff is just a fever dream honestly but yeah. <laughs> so much fun yeah yeah I, but it's I so do, cool and then they're like you never know who's showing up um yeah. so on your 45 matches i'm sure uh, a lot of repeat customers right because you're still early and you're you're getting slowly working your way in who do you think right now is someone that's going to take a lot of pages of your book someone who's probably going to be that frenemy that person you're going to work a lot maybe develop a rivalry with or a friendship or a tag team mm -hmm. who do you think who who's been that person early in your career and who's someone that you, you want to continue that that uh that journey with uh, no pun intended uh, along with as well <laughs> so obviously the number one is harley lopez um and i will fight each other anytime anywhere uh and she 
like we just happen to be booked against each other a lot or you know we'll be at shows together a lot and they'll just throw us together which is fine i love wrestling harleen um another person that i've wrestled a lot is zoe cannon and she's she's fairly new but she is definitely one to watch um she is getting so good and i'm so excited to see like her improve even more um i think i'm trying to think of other people because like harleen and i already have a feud uh she hates the color pink so you know we can't be friends um but yeah Harley, i'm just saying Zoe later I... in the future when when the fans <laughs> develop the fact that this is a hate the, the frenemy team has to come yeah i mean <laughs> we did where you we come out all emo and once. she comes out bubbly pink like you have to trade off <laughs> yes oh my gosh that'd be hilarious but we were in a tag match once but it did not go as planned um because she ditched me in the middle of the, well not in the middle of the match but i got pinned she was nowhere to be found but whatever i'm not bitter about it you gotta be careful. <laughs> she's, she's always playing with knives and sharp things she's a little unhinged you gotta be careful with her I know, just just a little bit but you know what? i could take her i could take her it's fine um <laughs> but i'm trying to i'm trying to think of anyone else who you think of someone that's too. you know who has sharp weapons all the time and is always threatening to hurt people they would she would need a good lawyer you know what i mean i'm just saying you know what? That's that's a good point. I might sell it that way. Um, yeah. But Big Daddy Adriana, I've also wrestled her a bunch, and she's she's also so much fun to work with, um, because I love I love being able to tell a story with her because she's so strong and so much bigger than me. So it's a lot of fun to be able to play up that angle. Um, and you know, we've switched off who's babyface and who's heel, and I think I think we can still tell the story either way, which is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah those those are the three currently but i'm sure hopefully in the future there will be a lot more uh how do you where do you lie on working intergender i mean we do have somewhat fighter entertainment here and there do you prefer the intergender matches like what what is the difference is there a difference in style is there a difference in uh the prep or in difference in ring i mean the only real difference is what moves i do because i do some lucha based stuff so I need a, a base who can base for Lucha stuff. So there's unfortunately a lot, not a lot of women who like train Lucha who base, at least in this area uh, that I have met, but I'm sure they are out there and I know that they are very talented. Um, so there's not, there's not a huge difference. I love intergender wrestling. Like I've trained with all guys. I mean, a few women, but I train with mostly guys. So practice matches are usually with dudes. There's not a, there's really no difference in terms of the preparation other than, you know, maybe I'll throw in a move that I don't usually do in a women's match just because there's, you know, someone that can base for me for said mm -hmm. move. Um, but I think like, I mean, I love watching intergender wrestling because you can do so many cool things. Um, and again, not to say that there aren't women who can't do all these cool things because women's matches are obviously very cool. It's just a different, um, you know, just depending on who, because there's also dudes who can't base. So, you know, yeah. it just really <laughs> depends on who you're wrestling. Um, but no, I would love to do more intergender matches than I do currently. I don't wrestle at a ton of places who that embrace intergender wrestling totally. I think there's a lot of places that are still afraid of it. And, you know, it happens. I get it. But, you know. Kind of I think the the biggest difference, and uh, some of the people I've talked to, uh, they'll say, uh, for some reason, when they wrestle intergender as the female, they 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 feel like the guys like they get pissed at the guys if they don't lay their shots in, and then they yeah. can kind of lay a shot in harder on a guy, and then they work another girl, and I don't know if they're afraid that the girl's gonna be catty or upset by it, but like they 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 hold off so hard on their strikes when they're working female matches i'm like i watched you work this dude last weekend and you almost <laughs> broke his jaw why are you softening here and she's like i don't want her to get mad at me i'm like lay your shots in <laughs> yeah no i'm definitely the person who says like fucking hit me dude like <laughs> not even not even in a way of like oh i have to give something to sell i'm just like i can take it like i can take a lot of pain so you're not gonna hurt me i want it to look good just don't hit me in the face. Like that's really my only, my only caveat is like, please don't hit me in the head because I don't want a concussion <laughs> and yeah. I can't show up to court with a black eye. So let's just. It would be badass though. It would be real bad. You know <laughs> I'll what? I'll fight. I'll fight for you. I'll fight for you. 
I will fight for you. That would be yeah, a poster. But, like you and your so with like a black eye and a fat like a bloody lip and like I will fight for you. Yeah. <laughs> Journey. But I've actually kind of found the opposite of intergender wrestling sometimes when like if I'm wrestling a guy that I don't know very well, sometimes they'll hold back because they don't want to hit me and I'm like just hit me. Just, mm -hmm. Like I've trained the same thing that you have. We've all trained together. Like I, I've trained with guys. We all hit each other. And like, if you're hitting someone so hard that you actually hurt them, like that's a problem for any gender, <laughs> like yeah. not just for girls. So there's really no reason that intergender wrestling should be viewed any differently than male wrestling or female wrestling you know it's and i think i've been very lucky with a lot of the women that i work is that we're both we're all of the same mindset of like we are tough we are going to do all the things that the guys do just like the guys do them um, which is really really exciting yeah um so besides professional wrestling what what are some of your passions and some of your hobbies besides uh defending the 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 the, the good people of the world right that's not, we, can, we can go into whole lawyer talk and like i i, I don't Ugh. that's a tough that's a tough gig man because sometimes if, especially if you're doing public defending or you, you get someone you're like oh my god like i know for a fact this person is guilty <laughs> you're like but i gotta do my job you know what i mean but, job. yeah yeah um so I like I'm a huge music fan. Like I said, I was an emo kid. So a lot of concerts, um, a lot of I actually get to go to when we were young music festival in October, which is really exciting. I'm so, like, I can't I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, anytime I get to go to a concert of a band that I like, I'm on it. Um, listen to a lot of who, music. Who, who's the most recent um, concert? The most recent concert I went to was Fall Out Boy um, in Jersey. They were with uh bring me the horizon and games we play and royal and the serpent and it was so much fun so i seen good. them for the first time as soon as the pandemic broke i went to the hell omega tour so i seen them weezer yep, and, I was and, there too. And, yep. and green day i love green day that's the third time i've seen green day i i yeah. hands down think they are the best live band one of the best live billy oh, is so good oh my gosh at controlling the crowd so so good and that like that's another thing too of like i don't know i know we're talking non-wrestling but like a lot of the performance aspect that I take is from a lot of musicians because like they're doing the same thing. Like they have to get the crowd pumped up. They have to keep the crowd energized and keep the crowd into the performance. So, you know, you can draw from a lot of different arts too. You know what green day taught me. Um, and I try to tell wrestling promoters this all the time before yeah. your show starts, play music, play music mm -hmm. and play it loud. And then yeah. right before your show gets going, play a very, very well-known like green days move is Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't mm -hmm. know if they did it at your show, but what they'll do is they'll play they Bohemian do. Rhapsody and then they'll like hit the lights, like the left side. And everyone's like, Mama Mia. And then like they hit the other yeah. and then it gets the whole crowd singing along. It gets them into mm -hmm. like, they just sang Queen. Everybody knows that the whole place is rocking because they heard a song by playing over a loudspeaker. And then Green Day hits the stage and they're already primed. They're ready to go. Ooh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. It's I think awesome. that's a good move. Yeah. 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 I also went to Hello Mega Tour back in. I guess it would have been July of 21. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah, that was a really, really good show. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, Fall Out Boy is my favorite band in the whole wide world. So anytime I get to go see Fall Out Boy, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so. that, they're, they're, they're up there for me. Definitely not my number one, but they're, they're probably top 10. I like Fall Out Boy a lot. Like, you know, every, you know, at least 15 Fall Out Boy songs. Yeah. You think you don't, yeah. but you do. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I remember when they first came out, that's how old I am. I was like, oh, who's this group? And they're like, they, oh, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were very polarizing because they were like mixed, but like, oh, they're a boy band or are they a, a, a punk band yeah. or they like everyone kind of tried to pigeonhole them right away. And then like everyone thought that Pete was the lead singer because most lead singers are like the attractive one. And they always push mm -hmm. Pete out in front. They're like, here's our attractive bass Here's player. guy. Yeah. And then, and then no. the singer's like, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great yeah. band. Uh, besides music, what else are you yeah. into? Are you movies, um, TV shows? Yeah, I'm more of a movie gal. Um, I'm not like, you know, movie critic or anything, but I love watching movies. I love going to the movies, uh, like being in a movie theater. That's just so much fun. I think, I can't remember. I think the last movie I saw was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, which I loved, which is it was really hilarious. Good. It was a good. It was a so good, good. It was a good new take on the characters, and I liked how they made them. Yeah, kids. I really. Yeah, I like. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun really to grow enjoyed, with them. Yeah, 
because I feel like every franchise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just has focused on different aspects of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And like this one was mm-hmm. very teenage centric, which I thought was really yeah. fascinating. Like young teen, though, like, that. like yeah. 13, like they're young, yeah. like <laughs> just starting high school teenager. Yeah. Like don't so, know how to fight yet. Like I, I thought that was so smart to go that route. Like was, no shredder, yeah. not a, not even a hint at shredder mm-hmm. or foot clan. It was just like, nope, this is, we're hitting you with all mutants right away. That's the, the pre- I'm like, this is so good. I love it. It was, it was a really cool take. So I, I who's really your, who's that. your favorite turtle? Raphael. Are you a Raph fan? Yes, yeah. What what have, what draws like, you to Raph? Uh, I mean, like I am a moody girl, so I definitely okay. love the moody, like brooding, very like strong type of you know I don't need anybody to help me type of person, uh, which is not healthy, but that's <laughs> for a different time. Uh, when but, I had Griffin, know, when I, I just, had Griffin McCoy on, I made him rank all of the young, dumb, and broke as Ninja Turtles. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um that's hilarious. I'm yeah. a Mikey guy, but I am mm-hmm. before any turtle, I'm a Casey Jones guy. I yeah. I'm a huge Casey Jones fan. But like Casey that's Jones fair. and Raph are like the rivals. Like they, yeah. they push each other to the limits, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like me and my siblings, like I have a br- an older brother and an older sister, and they like all three of us like growing up we just always went to the movies and so we always saw the new teenage mutant Ninja turtle movies so we each have our own you know turtle so there's only three of us but i'm Raphael. my brother is mikey and then my sister is donatello okay i love it have you mm-hmm. I, don't, I know you're not a i don't know if you're a, like in the the comics or anything but if you're into checking out a good one the last ronin book you can get like get the whole series uh, yeah. now it's so good mm-hmm. i actually have you heard just, anything about it like I just looked up the plot on Wikipedia and I was like, I kind of want to read that. Like, I'm not a huge comic book person, but that one, I was just like, this one looks really fascinating. So yeah. all the, all the turtles are gone, so but like, one, okay. there's one left. I won't yeah, spoil so it for you, but I it's, spoil it? no, no, that's, well, that, that's the whole premise is the last round. There's one turtle left and mm-hmm. they don't know who the turtle is until like the, I think it's the end of the first book or second. I forget exactly how they do it, uh, but it's really, really good. They're supposed to be making a video game off it. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. 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 But uh, so last one I want to ask you here, and then I have my mm-hmm. sponsored question. Um, yeah. On the scene, you got to work with a lot of people. With some of the names we said there, what your rivalries, uh, but you get to go a lot of promotions, see a lot of things. What are some promotions, and who are some talent that people should be putting on their radar? Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> uh, so BCW is kind of where I've been able to do the most. Um, and they're up in Ridgefield Park, but it's Brie Combination Wrestling. They have been so kind to me. Um, they get a lot of good talent. I've been able to wrestle some some incredible names there, like Christina Marie, Emily J. Um, and hopefully, I get to go back in the next couple months. Uh, but they have been really, really kind to me in terms of getting me to be more confident in the ring and getting to really show my stuff um so definitely Christine is re- very watch very out. talented oh my gosh she is insane she was my like second match that wasn't a student show match uh so it was very intimidating but i think like i go back and i watch that match and i'm like this is honestly one of my best matches and it's not because of anything i did it's it's all christina like she you just, check she out just her match out of control um it should be on premiere network or it might even be on youtube now on ppw she wrestled erica lee that was a great match Ooh, they beat the yeah. shit out of each other it was great yeah um and it's, christina yeah, marie worked uh, um she worked mercedes martinez twice and they were bangers yeah i bet i bet but like just her like being able to guide me through the match was just so so helpful and she was so kind and so helpful with feedback afterwards um other talent I mean, obviously, I'm going to put over everybody that I train with, you know, the Lost Boys, Harleen. Um, I mean, the the new Cyberhawk, I guess, new old Cyberhawk. Um, LVAC is something that I've always, that I always like watching. I haven't been on the show yet, but I think it's a really good product. Um, and they have a lot of those people on it. So always going to plug LVAC. And, you know, Sanctuary, of course, um, because they do so much fun stuff. And three legacies, 
um, is probably another one of the really, really big ones. Uh, Ricardo has done such a good job with building that school and building the wrestling community in Lancaster. Um, like there's, there's really not a lot out there, but Three Legacies has brought a ton of people in to watch wrestling and just have a good time. And they have shows every month, which is really cool uh, because not a lot of indie promotions do that. And the the storytelling with that promotion, I think, is is also really, really good. So everybody yeah, at that's on my Legacies, list. I can, yeah, highly, highly recommend. Uh, I can't remember the next date, the date for their next show, but I won't be able to be there, unfortunately, because that's when I get to go to when we were young fest. But everybody should go anyway. <laughs> yes uh where can people find you on social media and support you um on the social medias uh twitter is journey burke just journey like the band b-u-r-k-e and on instagram it's journey burke pw because somebody already had journey burke but that's okay and tiktok i think it's journey burke three uh something like that I do enjoy your TikToks. I think you're you're a good TikTok you. follow. I like I I, I will say this. <laughs> I, I I might have said it to you before. And if I didn't, I'm saying it now. Um I would I I suggest more younger talent, especially if they're like any talent at any point. I know it's mm-hmm. I try to do it, I'm terrible at it, but okay. vlogging, like I think it's cool to watch the journey of some of, of someone going to a show and then like you know what I mean? And putting things together yeah. and kind of giving that headspace, even if no one watches, it's a cool way to video journal your experience. Yeah. And you kind and of give that in TikTok. Of, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I approached TikTok. Cause I was, I was very reticent to get a TikTok because I'm just like, Oh, it's another social media thing that I have to keep up with and like respond to people on and blow. And like, you know, talking about all the drags of social media, but I was like, you know what, this is a really good way to document just, all of my wrestling travels like all my journeys all like the people that i get to wrestle the the moments that i get to have like i just recently won you know a women's championship so i got to document that which was really really cool and now it's going to be there for me to look back on in a year and hopefully i'm still wrestling in a year from now and hopefully i've improved a lot and i can just look back and say this is my first title win and it's there. Um, yeah. So yeah, TikTok is there. I, I agree that a lot of younger talent should should utilize TikTok a lot more. Fans um, like that behind the scenes stuff too. They're like, yeah. oh, I get to learn more about the person besides the character. And I think like, and a lot of people like I, I was talking with some people and they're like, well, it's kind of hard to like let your character down when you work so hard at it. I'm like, yeah, but like Adam Cole was the biggest piece of shit heel in wrestling. But then people won't follow him on Twitch and they see how he's a sweetheart. And like mm-hmm. they, they, they can differentiate the two. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I think fans are at that point where they can do that, but it's, I think it's a cool way to do it. And I, like you said, it's a good way to look back at your journey. Yeah. I mean, we're not all going to be the undertaker here. So I, you know, if I, if I break kayfabe here and there, it's okay. It's really yeah. fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I, th- and then I have, I do have a Facebook page. Um, I think, I think those are all of my social medias threads. I do have a threads. I don't go on there very often. I just, um, I but, copy and paste the same post. And I put it yeah. on every firm. Yeah, that's all I do. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy, but yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah. so wh- whatever social medias you have, I probably am there. Um, I do have my merch on my brain buster and we'll hope, and you know, at shows and stuff, I'll have extra eight by tens that you can't get on brain buster. Awesome. Uh, last question is logos by Hunter. Uh, great sponsor of the mm-hmm. show. Helps me a lot. Makes a lot of cool logos for me all in my shop. Uh, so go check them out. him out. And if you're looking for new logos or merch, uh, if you're a podcaster, wrestler, anything like that, hit them up. Um, links are in my link tree as well, as well as Crafts by Lily. There's a bunch of people I work with. If you need music, if you need logos, all that stuff. But the question is, if you can write a letter to a younger Journey Burke, what would that letter say? Oh, he always ends it on the deep one. That's nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is a deep one. Uh, it would definitely be, it's okay to ask for help and just kind of reassuring her that asking for help doesn't make you weak. Um, asking for help will make your bonds stronger with the people around you um, and help you connect with people much easier and help you find your community. Uh, Cause wrestling has taught me a lot of that, of, you know, asking for, for help, uh, asking for help with matches, asking for help with, you know, getting to a show, not even, you know, not necessarily like a ride, but, you know, if I want to make a connection at a show and I see somebody's there, you know, just ask them if you can come along. 
Um, and I mean, it obviously, it translates to bigger things, but wrestling has taught me a lot, a lot, a lot about asking for help um, and how good it can be and how helpful people are and how wonderful it is to have a sense of community. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It was an absolute pleasure. I uh, We definitely have to yeah. touch back on season two. Like I said, there's a lot on my list, you for and sure. Harleen and, and Junie and all that whole crew, because I, I mm-hmm. there's a few people I want to check, like Precious, Vince Torres, a bunch of them that I've gotten early on. And I like, it'd be fun to like every five or six months touch back in and be like, where are you at now? Let's like, what's been yeah. your journey? What's been some highlights? Like, I think it'd be fun to have a handful of people that are on that upcome, like upswing and having mm-hmm. and, and checking in every couple months. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I appreciate you yeah. doing this. I, I can't Absolutely. wait to see it on the road. I'll probably hopefully first Friday uh, at sanctuary. Yes. I plan on so, it. I mean, as, as of right now. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, here is some music by the converse kid and we'll see you next Thursday. If I could find the button. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>